Hello everyone, this is Omid and you are listening to Modern Economy from Spice to Crypto podcast. Here we talk about modern economy from the time of spice trade to the emergence of cryptocurrencies. This podcast is a professional business management postdoctoral dissertation designed with educational purposes. We will talk about business, technology, money, and finance. By following and listening to this podcast, you will have a complete view of the modern economy and be able to make the most of your resources. This is my podcast first episode and introduces what you will hear in future episodes. In this series of podcasts, I will tell you the story of the modern economy and the factors that caused its emergence. I call this period from spice to cryptocurrency, which is about 1600 AD till today. Many people may not know this, but the spices were once used as currency. The spices and flavoring were once so valuable and desirable in the world and early settlement regions that they were used for trading and bartering. In Roman Empire, some workers were paid in sal, meaning salt, hence salary. Pepper has been used as currency, and legend has it that Attila the Hun demanded it as ransom from Rome. In 77 AD, Pliny the Elder wrote about how to drain the Roman Empire of 50 million sestres, that odd name is ancient Roman money, every year. And even today, it continues to be most widely traded spice in the world. Today, you can buy cryptocurrency with fiat money on cryptocurrency exchanges. You send and receive payment using cryptocurrency wallets. You can use any wallet compatible with the cryptocurrency you choose to use. El Salvador is using Bitcoin as a legal tender now. A growing list of online retailers and stores accept cryptocurrency as payment. The Industrial Revolution, the growth of industry involving new machines, technologies, and factory work led to more expensive and crowded cities than society could keep up with. Adam Smith's invisible hand and the most famous metaphor in economics. Smith used the phrase three times, most famously in The Wealth of Nation in 1776. When he wrote that as each individual tries to invest, he intends only his security. He intends only his gain. And he is in this, as in many other cases, led by an invisible hand to promote an end which was no part of his intention. 
It's unbelievable that simple inventions like plow could affect the world economy and social life in many ways. The plow reshaped family life. It was heavy equipment, so plowing was seen as men's job. But the wheat and rice needed more preparation than nuts and berries. Hence, women increasingly found themselves at home preparing food. A study of Syrian skeleton from 9,000 years ago find evidence that women develop arthritis in their knees and feet, apparently from kneeling and twisting to grind grain. Since women no longer had to carry toddlers around while foraging, they had more frequent pregnancies. You see how a simple plow can change everything. Steam engines, for example, mean that new machines could make materials such as clothes faster than ever. Faster than people working at home could, in factories and mills. Those factories needed workers, so more and more people from the countryside moved to work in the cities, which created poverty and overcrowding. Modern economies are economies in which there are economic activities between the domestic community and outside. People or businesses can trade goods or services with other companies or people in international communities. And funds can flow as investment across borders. Modern economies had accepted the challenge to understand matters that half a century lay firmly outside its realm. Economic and intellectual history are two dynamic and active disciplines that barely intersect, which is a shame. The exact role of science in the Industrial Revolution is still debated. Still, there can be no doubt that as growth accelerated, this input from science increased and became the dominant motive power at some point after 1830. Several factors played a role in the formation of the modern economy. The use of fossil fuels, the emergence of industrial cities, the creation of road, rail, and air transportation, and finally elaborating the rules of the game by writing numerous economic theories. Almost simultaneously with the coronation of Queen Victoria and the decisions made by her and her talented husband Albert, Britain took the path of the economic growth. It became a vast empire from a poor, sick island. Albert helped design experimental housing to provide better living conditions for the working poor. When Queen Victoria celebrated her Golden Jubilee, her 50th anniversary as Queen in 1887, Great Britain became known as the workshop of the world. Britain produced more manufactured goods than any other place in the world. In Victoria's watch, many significant changes occurred in manufacturing 
Engineering, Science and Medicine. Economists divided the factors of production into four categories land, labor, capital, and entrepreneurship. If you look at the factors of production carefully, you can see that these factors are limited. The government started to invade neighbor countries and even countries far east for more land, labor, and capital. The establishment of the East India Company and its expansion to the other side of the ocean caused the world economy to have its honor, and the desired world order of the Great Britain Empire was formed in it. A global business with a board of directors from Britain and wealthy Jews and the appointment of the United States of America as the managing director of this business. A business that is so carefully and systematically designed that it is still working without any flaws and defects after centuries. Of course, not in terms of spiritual and human values. For starting this business that runs the whole globe economy, planned all the future events by the committee mentioned above. It is not vital that we call them Gantians, 300 committee, or superclass. They exist, and they have a written plan for governing the world. It is obvious there are events out of their hands. Sometimes a patriot stands in their way, but they are ready to deal with that. If you make a timeline for the world's significant and influential events, you can see it is like a chess game. B, E5, bishop, move to E5, and F3, Knight moves to f3, for pawn moves, a letter indicating pawn is not used. Only the destination square is given. There is no letter for pawn moves, same as there is no any considered position for more than 90% of the world population. 90% of the world doesn't have any designated square to get settled. They move them wherever they want. UNHCR, United Nations High Commissioner for Refugee, most recently estimated that by mid-2021, for the first time in recorded history, the number of people forcibly displaced is now 89.3 million and over 27.1 million refugees. There is a good news and piece of bad news. The bad news is that maybe we are one of these pawns. And the good news is that we can become a bishop. I have found this timeline from world history, put it together, and will explain these events and future events that may happen for humans in chasing land, labor, and capital in this podcast. 12,000 years ago, humans were almost entirely nomadic hunting and foraging their way into every niche they could find worldwide. But at that time, the world was emerging from a cold snap. Things were starting to get hotter and drier. People who had been hunting and foraging in the hills and high plains 
found that the plants and animals around them were dying. Animals were migrating to the river valleys searching for the water and people followed. The shift happened in many places. More than even 1,000 years ago in Western Eurasia, nearly 10,000 years ago in India and China, and more than 8,000 years ago in Mesoamerica and Andes. Eventually, it happened almost everywhere. I am genuinely sorry, but during this study, I sometimes wish humans were still hunters. They would wake up to find something to eat and a cozy cave to rest. Today, humans are still hunters, but they hunt humans. They hunt those turn into sheep and graze without even understanding their environment. They do not bother to read one page of a book per year and get haunted in absolute silence. Hunters rarely kill them with bombs and guns these days. They build an economic trap and catch them. When they get caught in this trap, they kill and steal from each other. And hunters sell them weapons and tools for the blood price. The world today is more prosperous than it has ever been. Human hunters spend this fortune on a luxurious dream life. They build houses they never have a chance to stay in. They buy clothes that they never have a chance to wear them. This is the story of today's world, where 90% of the wealth is in the hand of 1% of the people. My main focus in this series is the Middle East, mainly desert land cursed by oil. When you think of oil, you think of Middle East. This nasty black material has seduced all other countries to attack the Middle East or entice their leader during the past hundred years. Oil brought much value to the Middle East. For example, Aramco with an equity of about $600 billion, belonged to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia government. In the 2020 Forbes Global 2000, Saudi Aramco was ranked as the fifth the largest public company in the world. In 1916, Britain and France plotted a friendship which seeded conflict between Arab leaders in the Middle East and made them powerless to stop events. This conflict took 100 years, and in between, these European countries planned for Middle East oil. During World War II, all allies focused on not letting Hitler reach the oil. Since 1951, the United States of America has been selling weapons to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia in exchange of oil. OPEC, the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, is no more than a cartel for fixing the price. However, even in this situation, member countries are more suspicious of one another. Selling prices are unclear and non accurately report regarding the reserve oil they have. But unfortunately, including this wealth, five significant wars have happened in the Middle East in the past 50 years. Without oil, the modern economy never exists. 
Do you know what one barrel of oil does? It is enough for 280 miles, uh, about 450 kilometer drive with a car, plus 200 miles driving with a truck, one gallon of tar, one quart of motor oil, and enough petrochemicals to make 540 toothbrushes or 135 rubber balls. My review and research over the past two years shows how the structure of the modern world economy has formed, how we reached the current situation, and who may run the economy today. In the last episodes, you can find my opinion regarding continuing this path and suggestion for those who would like to find their way or at least choose with awareness. This podcast is designed in 20-minute episodes, and I hope I don't miss anything. Out of these 20 minutes, 10 minutes are reserved for the modern economy, 5 for new investment opportunities, and 5 for cryptocurrencies. New digital assets are created using cryptographic techniques that enable people to buy, sell, or trade them securely. Unlike traditional fiat currencies controlled by national government, cryptocurrencies can circulate without the monetary authorities such as the central bank. A peer-to-peer system enables anyone to send and receive payment anywhere. Instead of being physical money carried around and exchanged in the real world, cryptocurrency payments exist purely as digital entries to an online database describing specific transactions. But this is not cryptocurrency that is doing the real magic. The fruit tree is blockchain. A distributed ledger named blockchain by Satoshi Nakamoto after the invention of Bitcoin. A blockchain is a decentralized ledger of all transactions across the peer-to-peer network. This technology allows participants to confirm transactions without needing a central clearing authority. Potential applications can include fund transfer, settle trades, voting, etc. And finally, I will present possibilities to hire blockchain in your industry. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media with hashtag Modernomy and leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, visit www.modernomy.com and you can follow Modernomy on Instagram, Telegram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. Use your smile to change the world. Don't let the world change your smile. My statement in this podcast are only my free perception of history and economics. None of the Modernomy team members, nor I am responsible for the audience's opinion and actions. The audience is free to reject or accept these contents.